That was the Mouldy Peaches. You're listening to Russell Brand live on BBC Radio 2. I'm in my actual home in North London. How specific will we be? With me here is my co-host, as always, a lethargic-looking Matt Morgan. Hello, Matt. Are you all right? It's too hot in here. It's a Christmas special, though. Nothing says Christmas like intense heat, does it? <laughs> intense, oppressive warmth. That's what you want. Gets in the spirit of things. Old Christ died so you could have this oppressive warmth in the Second World War, I believe. Mr G, the Poet Laureate of the show, is also here, all right, G? Yeah, I'm all right. Do you like being in my house? Yeah, it's good. It's, it's better uh, than normal, isn't it? Like both of you are regularly in my house, as you are my friends and associates, but you'll notice the distinct difference of thousands and thousands of cables, two engineers perched here that have been blundering around like Laurel and Hardy, <laughs> smashing into things, setting up cables. And also, furthermore, we've got an act... Because this is unavoidably Christmas time, right? the time of Jesus and whatnot. Yes. So, <laughs> why did you say yes like that? It sounded like you were going to go on a Richard Dawkins-style tirade <laughs> against Christianity as a concept. We've got here the Hot Butter Soul Collective, who can only be described as a choir with a beatboxer, featuring line art. That's, that's how it's, we, have, we have to say it. Hot Butter Soul Collective featuring line art. You're very much outside of the Hot Butter Soul Collective. <laughs> as soon as G went, he went, yeah, I'm Lionheart. G went, uh, yeah, I know you, you're Lionheart. Yeah, I know you from gigs. You're always late. <laughs> that is our lion. Oh, he has the qualities of a lion. He is brave like the lion. He, and like lions, he is never punctual. Oh, Simba, you are my son. Where are you? You're supposed to be here, Simba. Oh, Christ. There he is, Lionheart. So it's going to be a fantastic show. We've got plenty of things to talk to you about. You can send us your emails, as always. At well, what is it? Russell at Russell Russell. Yeah, oh, thank you. You, I know Russell, my name. Russell. Russell. I think that's my name. Email us at russell.brand at bbc.co.uk or you can text us now eight eight two nine one. Or if you wanna, you, you can't phone us here, can you? Not in my house. If you've got my phone number, destroy it. You've got it by illegitimate means. Uh, okay, so it's this is gonna be quite a nice festive show, Matt. What are you up to? Just lining up a CD. Professionalism. You've got no real desk to run because we've got professional engineers no in the room. Do you feel a bit? bereft of buttons yeah, there. Yeah, I've got about three buttons here. You'll probably start fiddling with your shirt buttons, I imagine, <laughs> and perhaps even you fly nervously to, to cope with the stress of the situation. Not much of a one for Christmas shopping, are you, Matt? Me? I yeah. love it. Well, when I was out... You're not much of a one for it. Oh, then how come under my Christmas tree there's all sorts of presents? Because you have assistants. <laughs> and I've witnessed it. You're personal shoppers. Good, wouldn't it? The way I've done that Christmas shopping. Guess what, right? They're... Impersonal. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> Anonymous shopping, indifferent shopping, cold. So... I've got four aunties. <laughs> don't worry about their names. I don't know what they're called. They're always drifting. Right? Then there's this woman who claims I used to live in her womb for nine months. She's going to want something, I suppose. Some other fella provided sperm. He's going to have to be acknowledged. Despicable little affair, really. Um, yeah, actually, though, I quite enjoyed being in that personal shopping situation. It was Selfridges. Other shops are available. You could go to Debenhams if you wanted. That's another shop. Uh, like we was in Selfridges, weren't we, Matt? It was yes. quite nice. What, what, go on, you look poised as if you're going to start piping up. No, it was all right. It was just, um, well, I could see why you can't just walk around the normal shops. Why? Too famous. I've become too famous, haven't I, to go around yeah. the normal shop? It's frustrating the... trying to get anywhere with you. I like it. Bit of a chat with a stranger. Why not? <laughs> nice. Always the possibility of sex hanging in the air. Also, though, present. How old are you, Hope? Hope's nine, so you'll notice that the content of the show will be managed because we've got a nine-year-old girl present. Hope, that's a sort of a theme around Christmas. Also, the Hot Butter Soul Collective, we did run into them in that shop. Saw their manager, who I can only describe as a shifty-looking individual, very much a... <laughs> 
Still, boy, a cold, manipulative Colonel Tom Parker character. I wouldn't be surprised to learn that the uh, Hot Battle Soul Collective rule on goofballs like Judy Garland's. They're off their heads. They don't even know where they are, poor sods. But boy, can they sing. They're singing their hearts out. They was down the shop. You, though, Matt, shuffling about that shopping centre. You don't know... What did I do wrong? You don't know. I need to find some hand cream for me don't mother. give away any of my presents. Oh, I need to buy an <laughs> indetermined gift for me, mother. <laughs> and it wasn't even a hand cream. Was it not? No. Ah, nice, though. You spent a little, Well, I will say, if you are a member of the Morgan family, and God knows you deserve our sympathy at this time of year more than any other, I can't put up with that boy. He spent a lot of money on you this Christmas. He really made an effort shuffling around that shop like <laughs> old man steptoe. Nonsense. You were a right wreck. Oh, would you like to try some perfume, sir? Get away from me as if it was mace. <laughs> you were terrified. If you're in Russell, family are probably getting a little helicopter. Because oh, you bought might... about 200 of them. Yeah, I like these little helicopters. You know, that's a miracle, OK? It's, yeah, everyone will love that. They were good, though, them little helicopters. Yeah, they are good. G was going to get one of them, too. You just nosed it out. Well what? done. Happy Christmas. Well, yeah, you like just told him. He wouldn't have known. He would have gone, oh, these are the helicopters. You may or may not be getting a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little Christmas miracle for everyone to look forward to. Yeah, you're, you just looked a bit of a wreck there in the old shop. I didn't. I was really good at it. Mm, what about like, that bit where you had to go, what about it's like shopping with a blind man? You're, oh, I don't know which one of these cosmetic products I need. I need to smell them. No. Going around <laughs> sniffing everything. No, because I'd smell a really nice... Uh, what can I say? Go on. Buy? Yeah, go on. Joe Malone stuff. Other right? products are available. And so I was trying to track it down, because yeah. I spend time on my presence. Yeah. You have a woman upstairs with a clipboard, yeah. and you just go, uh, I think my dad like golf or something. <laughs> get him I remember, whatever. I remember saying it like golfery or some such stuff like that. I'd go, get him a golf racket. <laughs> just, as long as he enjoys Christmas, <laughs> I'm not bothered. Yeah, you don't have to go around sniffing it. Why can't you just remember the name of it? And also, all right, if you were sniffing it, oh, I just remember the smell. I just remember the smell. And I, I did, and then when I found the right one, I bought it. Yeah, what about in the lingerie department? Why were you smelling them knickers? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Punchline! This is the Russell Brand Show. It's Christmas time. We really know what we're doing. We're coming live at you from a house somewhere in North London. Yes, I've had too much caffeine, but I'm oh, going to no. give you a... Yeah, I've had too much caffeine. Yeah, I've had too much. I went to see acupuncturist today. She said, it's a miracle I can walk. An absolute miracle. She said, you're tired, you're exhausted, you give too much of yourself. Then she went, you little sis, blood creams are going, we know it's Jesus Christ. Your ubiquitous media presence. You, that ubiquitous media you're presence. You're tired. I can tell by your spine. Uh, I can and tell by watching Have I Got News For You. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Graham Norton. Or Jonathan Ross. Or On The Road, Jack Kerouac starring a little guy called Old Russ. And Matt Morgan was there, nosing things up. Made his debut. Went down very well. You did very well, wouldn't you? Good bit of telly from you. Here comes your... Oh, a big Danny! Big, oafish, boorish <laughs> Danny coming in. He's bright as a button, though. Let's not judge him from his size, because a lot of people judge oh, Danny, Danny O'Leary because, because he looks like a table that's come to life and ro <laughs> roared off. A lot of people... Look, people say, oh, he must be daft. He's not. I've had nice late-night chats with Danny. Sometimes I run my fingers through his ear. Sometimes I cup him ever so gently, and Why he's shown himself got... to have the soul of a poet. What if your heavies turned up? You know, I thought, we've got hope here. There's a nine-year-old girl. I'm going to destroy the myth of Father Christmas in a minute. And when that happens, I, I want Danny on side. Now, they've just come to enjoy the atmosphere. We've got a full house today. We've got the Hot Butter Soul Collective here. We've got Big Danny O'Leary. Use lot. You can make a racket, you know. Go on, make some sort of racket there. Check him out. Look at that. 
out for atmosphere. We've never heard the like. We're living the dream. It's Christmas time. It's all real. Perhaps there was a Jesus. Who, who did all these Christmas decorations? I can imagine you did. Oh, I never done these Christmas decorations, mate. I had some person come round here. It's nice, though. With a clipboard. They did have a clipboard. There was four of them charging. Like, oh dear, these are spewing out money. I was just because I, I wanted you, you phoned, to have a nice Christmas. Phoned your agent and went, make my house look Christmassy. <laughs> Is that was, true? Yeah, I did say that. Yeah, it goes. Look, I've just been walking around. It's barren and depressing in here. It looks like the house of a man who lives solely for his own ego. Now, come on, spice it up, do something about it. And then, lo and behold, Christmas miracle happened. Later on the show, we'll be talking about our. Jack Kerouac Day, but you do send us uh, your email, trust.brand at bbc.co.uk text us 88291 Mr G will be summarising with a poem but before that, why don't we, I mean they're here now, we've got them here, they're, I've never seen a soul collective that are so bloody attractive, I mean the, the men sturdy, sexy boys the women, my god you'd know they were there crikey, I could lose myself in this kitchen so why don't we, but that's you know they're not here just as eye ornaments by gum no, let's have a little listen to one of their lovely festive songs Merry Jesus here they are the Hot Butter Soul Collective go on then do a record <laughs> Hot Butter Soul Collective bringing us Christmas joy live from my kitchen oh well what about that it was as sexy as it sounded that was beautiful that you can create that there's no musical instruments all on the mic all on the mic line I've done that I mean admittedly started a bit late but other than that <laughs> it was absolute perfection itself oh, we're coming at you live from Radio 2 I am of course Russell Brand that is my name my identity has been built around it I'm here with Matt Morgan you're right Mafu yes why I've lifted What's... now You've lifted. I'm, I'm you do lifted. seem more upbeat. Do you want some coffee? No. You turned up here with a couple of cans of strong cider and a plastic bag. I'm worried about you. <laughs> it's not strong cider. It's normal cider. Well, what percentage of it's alcohol? Let's well, let's have a look at what this thing is. 5.3%. That's that, normal. I think that puts it into the homeless category. I think that... <laughs> <laughs> once you go over 5%, I think that's, uh, that's rough sleeper booze that you're having there. Uh, the pin-pin craze continues to sweep the nation like a dangerous blood-transmitted disease. This is... From from Ollie, hello Russell, Matt and G, great show in Brighton the other night, all you guys, uh, even if you did give a half hour long lecture about paedophilia, which was, uh, I, you know, there were some very important points I raised about that subject, uh, which I won't raise on national radio on accounts of the old career. Just to let you know that me and my friends have developed a healthy yet equally juvenile alternative to pin pin. Instead of pricking your intended victim with a pin, we have simply taken to drawing on people's arms and shouting pen pen. People are striving, it seems, to find a safe alternative to this brilliant new phenomenon, aren't they, Matt? good. Do you think it's, it's a good? horrible phenomenon. Yeah, well, listen to this. There's a new story. I was the original victim of pin-pinning. Right, how do you feel as the original victim that, the, that your childhood slight has become a big bonkers craze? Like the hula hoop on a lambada. There's an evil family tree coming down from me at the head of it of people yeah. with pins going into them. You are very much the Charles Manson of pin-pinnery. <laughs> the family. Yeah, stood up there at the head of the family. This is by Marty Sharp from the Dominion Post. That's a bit vague, isn't it? The Dominion Post. Welcome to my Dominion. Do as you will. I've bought you a jacket. A teenager who thought a bee had stung her found a 10 centimetre pin protruding from her bottom and a carload of laughing youths driving off. The 18-year-old was walking with a friend from Nuffield Ave at about 9pm on... S Nuffield as well. Nuffield. Uh, yeah, Nuffield. There you are. We just got our dinner from the shops. <laughs> Should we go to the shops for our dinner? Why not? Where else would we go? A restaurant, <laughs> like dinner down the shops. That's interesting. Hmm. Like, but, but, no, they mean they've just bought the food to go home and cook it. I don't think it becomes dinner till it's on the plate. That's just some products, some groceries, maybe some shopping. It don't, I don't think you can call that dinner. A it bag might be of a microwave dinner. dinner. 
Well, that's not very healthy, is it? Get on with the story. I will, Matthew, but I just thought, you know, a message of healthy eating wouldn't go amiss. It is, after all, Jesus Week. We turned to uh, have a look. We heard a noise from a car coming up behind us. That's pretty normal, because a few cars these days are silent, except, I believe, Knight Rider. I believe that's still proven to be true. We turned to have a look at it, but as I turned, I felt a pain. I saw this needle sticking out the top of the right-hand side of my butt. The pin pierced her jeans and was buried three centimetres in her skin, causing quite a lot of bleeding. She pulled it out and went to her friend's home and to police. She's been tested for lots of various diseases. What these kids did might have seemed like a bit of fun. Well, yes, to me. It's, it's horrible. Why? Well, actually, yes. <laughs> yeah, well. She's been tested for diseases. Well, I tell you what's not good is the person didn't say pin pin. Nowhere can I see the words pin pin. Can you open that door, please, Steve? Thank you. Well, I didn't see anywhere the words pin pin. If they'd have said pin pin and then stabbed them, well, what a lot of fun we've all had. I think it was a blow dart, wasn't it? Well, I don't know about that, Matthew. That seems a bit futuristic and possibly a bit James Bondy. I don't know if people have evolved to the state where they're blowing pin-pins at each other. That, again, is a breach of the pin-pin rules. As long as mm. people stay within the pin-pin parameters, i.e., go past someone very much like you, if not you, <laughs> and pin-pin you, then, but say pin-pin first, that, for me, is a craze that I'm 100% behind. Although, do it safely uh, and don't pierce the skin. <laughs> Right, <laughs> so I think that's right, isn't it? I've yeah. handled that in a very responsible fashion. About this fashion. paedophilia. <laughs> All I said was, I go, it must be awful. I mean, of course, paedophilia. All right. Well, don't bring it up then. If you want me to not say anything, I'm just saying that, you know, it's just a shame that there's such a thing as paedophilia. That's my basic overview, but I've got a much more complex you way of phrasing it. You started preaching instead of doing gigs. Pretty much, yeah. I'm... I thought a bit of your gig the other day. Hey, I only do preaching at the end. Oh, right. It's okay. <laughs> not the whole thing. I don't just go, thanks very much for coming, look inside yourself, Find a divine light, offer love to all man. Why don't we find I a revolution? Some sort of David Icke lecture. <laughs> it's not actually that well researched, although I do believe some people are lizards. Uh, E.g., Greedo from the film Star Wars. I'm very suspicious of him. He's a bounty hunter. Some of the new mutant turtles strike me as very fishy characters. Hey, I believe, guess what? Uh, I met uh, the Spice Girls the other day. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're nice. Are they? They're really nice. Like, I mean, you may, I don't know, I mean, because you think, oh, the Spice Girls, because I suppose, you know, it's ages ago, you've, you've, you've formed prejudices or something. They're lovely. Hmm. Victoria Beckham. I've met two of them. Likes a laugh, ever so nice. I know you had to, well, I don't want to listen to Sam Ron, but didn't you dog bowl Jerry Alliwell? <laughs> <laughs> tell the story, tell the story in full. No, I nearly killed her dog. <laughs> right, well, that sounds pretty much the same thing. How did it go? Oh, she came on MTV and her dog ate some, uh, what's it called, Harry? Harry? It ate Harry? No, it, the dog's called Harry. Right, and what, what did Harry have? It started choking on some foil off the floor of the studio. But I'd been in earlier that day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she was... Uh, Scattering foil, <laughs> bang that up. Right, she was going. on telly, and she was going, pointing at him, going, help him, help him. And what, she was still, what, she was doing a live TV like show? She was pointing at Harry, Harry's going... Why didn't you step in earlier? So I don't really know, I've never had a pet. Heimlich! On a dog. Heimlich on it! That means you'd have to stand there on its back legs. Yes! It'd be very weird. <laughs> I just got over to it and I sort of went, oh, didn't, I couldn't. Oh, I that must have been helpful. You <laughs> collapsed into a Ken Williams well, you impression. you put your fingers in its mouth and pull it out. Mm, yeah, well, I, I didn't. It sort of floundered for a bit more and then she did it. Jerry came off. Yeah. She had to come off air and do that. There was, well, let me tell my experience of the Spice Girls. I managed to get through the whole encounter without wounding any of their pets. 
so immediately I'm ahead of you right. because their pets all survived and there was no fracas or alabaloo. Victoria Beckham, lovely, really, really. Who's the leader? Who stood out as hmm, the leader? Difficult, really. They've all sort of. There seems to be an egalitarian society, much like the one that we'll have after the revolution, where uh, everyone seemed to be quite equal. I mean, like sort of Jerry, Victoria, and uh, Mel B. Are, I think more pushy in terms of you know, like if you're in a media situation, and Emma yeah. and Mel C. Are more sort of slightly more genteel. But I think, you know, that they, they, what I really liked is they did all seem to be genuine friends with each other and a bit saucy and a bit flirty. Do you think they're holding it down and they actually hate each other? I didn't get that impression. I sort of, they, they did seem legit. I came away from it thinking, I sort of thought, oh, this all right, that's nice. They all like each other. Let's not be cynical about the Spice Girls. They seem all right. Furthermore, I had, my mum was there, weren't you, mum? My mum's here as well. You all right, mum? Yes, thank you. Right, and also I had quite a nice, uh, that wasn't my mum, that was me satirising her. She don't go, no, thank you. She don't talk like that. Uh, but like, I did have quite a good flirt with Jerry, Matt. Really? Yeah, Jerry Adams. That was afterwards. <laughs> I said, I really believe in what you're trying to do. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> no, no, Jerry uh, Halliwell, obviously. And uh, like, uh, quite a good flirt, I think. Mm. I mean, what do you think? Actually, I met her, um, we met her again, didn't we? Around Williams' house. house. Oh, yeah. She's quite flirty. She may have been. I think with you it's much more sort of a kind of politeness, <laughs> such as you would show a landmine victim. <laughs> Are you all right? Are you okay? It must have been awful. <laughs> that, that, that sort of thing. With me, much more of a sexually charged situation. We're all at The it. only one I fancy is Mel B. Right? Yeah, she's, yeah, she's pretty hot. You know what I mean? But when you're sort of there with them and they all come back in their sparkly dresses, you do think, well, to tell you the truth, I'll have any of them. Hey, whatever's going. Like, so which one do you like? I goes, which one's single? You know, that's not bother focusing attention on a married woman. Yeah. Well, you know, unless, of course, it's a lapsed marriage that's not really very successful. Anyway, this is leading up brilliantly, in my view, to, we've, I think we've got some sort of recorded Christmas message. Uh, Nick Filtz, our insomniac producer, just muttered into a, into a microphone that he's ready. That means that someone at the proper studio in London, namely Graham, will be aware that we need to hear it. So let's have a listen to Jerry's Christmas message. Is it Christmas Hi, message? Hi, Russell. Mm. It's Jerry. I hope you're well. It's lovely seeing you the other day, and I hope you enjoyed the concert. Um... I just wanted to call and say I hope you have a good time tonight. And I had a suggestion, I hope you don't mind, but I think you'd look really good if you had really short hair and really clean cut, because I think you've got the features and the eyes to carry it off. I thought it would be a really good new look for you to go all clean cut. I just wish you a really brilliant 2008 and loads of success, love and good health, and to all the listeners as well. And, yeah, sending you a big kiss and take care. Bye. Bye. That's nice. What a lovely, warm Christmas message. Although, get your hair cut. Get your hair cut. Have, like, a, have a wash, mate. Go on, go. Do behind your ears a little bit. Yeah, it's like sort of a Christmas message from a matron. Like, I mean, like, how come it was infused? Like, I think it was lovely, really warm. Makes me fancier more. But why do you think that she's telling me to get my hair cut? Because she prefers clean cut men. She's trying to pull mold you in the line. Me. Mold you. Mold me. Very much like Pygmalion by George Bernard Shaw, a.k.a. My Fair Lady, with me as the, what's her name, Liza Doolittle character. Yeah. Well, I'm up for that. I'm prepared to do that sort of thing. I don't mind being moulded. Also a bit like Cat Weasel. A bit like Cat Weasel. <laughs> Cat Weasel was never moulded. He was true to well, himself. He had a haircut once. I'm sure they sort of cleaned him up once. You remember, you misremember things. You once said that on an episode of Bagpush, they all got off of each other. That never <laughs> happened. <laughs> you misremember things from never. your childhood. Yes, you did. They did. 
You said an episode of Batman once he broke down and started talking about Jesus. <laughs> None of these things ever happened. <laughs> Why well, do you misremember things, Paul? I don't. What, you misremembering things? But when you misremembered your own past as Blackadder. Oh, yeah. Well, that was your fault of mis- whispering stuff in my ear. Oh, well, I once had to go and have regressive therapy to be regressed back regression to past. Regression therapy. What was it called, I could say? Regression therapy. You what? said regressive. It's very regressive. He pinched me. I had to have regression therapy once, and like Matt, a whole way there, out of order in my view, was murmuring things like, "Oh, I wonder what it was like in Anne Frank's day, right?" <laughs> Stuff like that. No, oh, be was, careful! I've heard a noise on the stairs. It's not scientific to try and trick me into having one of Anne Frank's lives. Anne Frank. <coughs> Anne Frank. Yeah, and then I very nearly went back there and claimed to be Anne Frank. Instead of which, though, fortunately, the Black Adder was a much more powerful influence. <laughs> oh, I'm in a courtyard with Baldrick. Oh, Baldrick, you fool. Black Adder. Yeah, I rem- all my past lives are very much in tune with Black Adder. A bit glum as well, weren't they, my past lives? Very glum. Sour, miserable past lives. Not as good as this one, even. Mind you, this one's been hypnotised quite a few times, really, haven't you? I'm always at it, getting hypnotised by folk. I'm more often in a state of hypnosis than just walking around. That boxing hypnotism you had. Oh, yeah, we got hypnotised. Oh, yeah, because I was having a fight with my dad for a TV programme. Got hypnotised to have a fight with him, didn't I? It's nice, wasn't it? Well, how did that go? It went quite well. I didn't really... It was really stupid, wasn't it? That woman didn't know what she was doing. Oh, you're... Really good at boxing. You look round your house, you've got loads of boxing trophies. Whoa, what's that on the mantelpiece? It's a coat. A boxer's coat that you <laughs> as a boxer would wear. Yeah. It was stupid. It had no foundation in any kind of science. It was ridiculous, wasn't it, really? Then, of course, Paul McKenna, regular as clockwork, pops round, hypnotises me to after death, doesn't he? Mm. Scarcely know where I am most days. Right, OK, uh, what should we do? Should we listen to another song out of that choir? Oh, right, right, listen. Or... All right, let's alternate choir versus pop music off of a CD. Don't set them up against each other. <laughs> it could be like X Factor. <laughs> all right, now let's bond together here. We're all going in the same direction. Right, let's listen to which what, what do you want Beat Surrender? Yeah. Why do you always want to listen to Beat Surrender? Why can't we listen to Batman? Because we always yeah. listen to that. It's about a minute long. It's a novelty. It's nice though, Batman. Imagine that. It's all song all about his feelings. Paul Weller hates it. <laughs> well, he's, he shouldn't have done it then. Don't blame, you know, it's not my fault, is it? That Paul Weller wakes up the next day and goes, what have I done? We've all been there, you know, but you just have to accept it. That's what I've done. I've done a Batman. <laughs> little bit of Batman. Go on, then you can put on Beat Surrender after. Just you let me have a little bit of Batman. Oh, just 20 seconds of Batman. That's oh, all I'm it? asking for. Right there. Ah, oh, good old life, living our lives. Also in the room is Sharon Smith, my stylist and associate and friend. She's sat over there, hunched up in the corner. My dear, lovely mother, Babs. There's uh, someone else helping, Catherine. Professional fighter, Danny O'Leary here. <laughs> oh, my God, I can't see clearly. I've just been coshed by Danny O'Leary, sang the people of Romford, as was so frequently the case, because they had been. And, of course, uh, Leela, who teaches me how to be more spiritual through the art of yoga, <laughs> all crammed right into my kitchen. It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, on edge, waiting for Batman to All start. on edge, waiting for that lovable masked fighter of crime, Batman. Can I, may I say, that why adopt the personality of a bat as if bats are any good at anything other than flying about in blindness? And he can't even fly. So to tell you the truth, Batman has just got the hat of Batman, which is a hat. So he might as well call himself Hatman, right? Because he's not got no bat qualities, if you ask me. Yeah? This is some of your new political stand-up. Pretty political! <laughs> Pretty political! Free Mandela! Let's put on Batman. <laughs>
Batman there. Gee, he goes, he's called Batman because he fell down a well and there was bats in it. Well, what about all the accidents I've had in my life? I don't call myself, uh, was sick on a train, man. You know, so like, why would Some you... people do call you that. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm really trying to fight against that. There's armies of PR people trying to suppress that. Matthew, yes. you know that book about me, not my bookie book, which was a brilliant, riveting read and the number one best-selling book in the entire country by 10,000 copies, but who's you counting, mean... selling more than Guinness Book of Records and Nigel Lawson. I mean, it's not saying I go on about, but go on. Sorry. Uh, mad, bad and dangerous to know by Dave Stone. Sounds like old Russ. Pretty mad, pretty bad and pretty dangerous to know if you value your health, yes. Go on, yeah, yeah. It's Matt, good, this. It's about, it's about me and my lifestyle. Yeah. By Dave Stone. Don't buy that. Buy You've my book. Much Stone. better. No, I don't know who Dave Stone is. So, do you not own, like, someone could just write a book about you? Yeah. Someone could just write a book about you just like that. If they feel like it, they could just write a book and that's that. There's nothing you can do. Go on. The man with the delicious dinkle. It says that on page one. Page one. Get it out there. You sure you're not his friend? <laughs> Dave, think of it as an ice pop. How does he know it's delicious? It's an interesting adjective for a dinkle because why delicious? That suggests it tastes delicious. See, look, this is how bad this book is. There's Go a on. mistake on page one. Yeah. Goffs in leather and grey hairs checking what the all fuss was about. Who's grey hairs checking what all the focus on fuss that. the all was about? It says checking what the all fuss was about instead of what the fuss was all so about. So no one's read that book at the publishers. Dave went, yeah, I've done it. And they went, well, nice one, no, stick don't. it out. No one went, well, look, the words are in the wrong order, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> what you've written there is a bizarre Jackson Pollock of language where nothing correlates. You, you should do some readings from that. Right, later. Well, Although you shouldn't promote it. Don't buy this, buy my book instead. It's much better. Right, here we go. Let's read a little bit at random. It says here, uh, this is uh, Leslie Douglas. Yeah, this is interesting. This is about Radio 2. Uh, Radio 2 has a broad appeal, he said. My transfer is indicative of the direction the station is taking. All I can do is what I think is funny. Yeah, that's my ethos, baby. Leslie Douglas, who's our boss ultimately, and, you know, in, in a very real way, probably listening to this, drumming her fingers on the <laughs> table, thinking about a breaking news over about a red sacking. button. <laughs> Leslie Douglas also waded in with her own view of what Russell would bring to the station. I'm sure Russell's new show will become a must-listen for Saturday nights. Russell established himself as a genuine radio talent on Six Music and has done a brilliant job there. Radio 2 gives him a fresh challenge and a new audience. Although his blind loyalty to Matt Morgan and Mr G could slow him down. Oh, listen, actually, this book's all right. It's no my bookie work, but by Jingo, this guy certainly knows a few facts. Well, read some bits out of that, Matt. Find some things that you think are vaguely humiliating about me, and we'll get on with it. Okay. I'm looking forward to your family's murder mystery. Or yes. uh, let me rephrase that. <laughs> I'm planning to murder your family. <laughs> no, no, I'm looking forward to that murder mystery dinner. Yeah, it'll be good, won't it? I'm a bit worried I've not got a good enough part. They sent through the invitations, right? The Morgan family, Matt's family, right? They've got a, a, a doctor and a medical-themed murder mystery evening. My character, Lance Boyle, which is obviously a medical pun, is uh, fifth or sixth down on the, on the invitation. You get a brief Such synopsis of your character. Mind, why am I the sixth one down? I've been to drama school, unlike you or any of your family. So why am I not the lead? You've got to just come up to meet it. You've got to, you know, make the most no of that character. No small parts, just small actors. Exactly, that kind of mentality. Yeah. What part are you? Um, I can't remember who's name. Oh, I suppose you're not bothered. I suppose you've not been researching it. I suppose you've not been <laughs> fitting, fitting drips to people, shaking your head somberly, giving people six months well, to live, the, even though they've just popped in to have a toenail removed. Or the something. risk is, with murder mysteries, there's mm. quite a few, like, filler characters who just... Right. Clear. After the second round, you realise nothing they say matters. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Really? You sort of think, this person's just filler? Yeah, they're one of those people that doesn't matter. What I like is that your uh, sister's boyfriend one year got so immersed in the character <laughs> of an Eastern gangster that he had to be 
be physically restrained <laughs> and told to stop swearing at you. Oh yeah, someone's <laughs> going to end up getting proper mugged off. I'll have your just Jamie, stop saying that. That's my mum. I love her. <laughs> Went bonkers at Christmas. Yeah. That's lovely. So, well, I think those are the risks. Yeah, can we make sure that he's cast as a relatively innocuous, perhaps a bedridden, comatose patient? Yeah, I don't want him be, rearing up his own quarters. Don't have him as an anaesthetist pinning us to death. Well. Mum, have you received your invitation? What? <laughs> You're not top of the list. You don't oh. know how to act. I remember when I had to play games with her when I was little, she was rubbish. She didn't know no even farmyards. Some of the easiest games there are. It was a shambles. Farmyard? Yeah, you know, go, oh, welcome to the farm, I'm the farmer. Come on, we've all been there, haven't we? <laughs> it's not animal farm, farmyard. It was okay, it's all safe, it's all above board, it was all legit. What you looking at? You alright, Matthew? We have got here hot butter sauce choir. No, hot butter soul collective. <laughs> name that sounds so much like some sort of dinner then <laughs> hot butter soul collective they're at the end of the table let's spice them right up all nice get them to sing something right uh, firstly i'd like to thank jerry alleywell for that heartwarming christmas message and i'll probably get me a cut when a film role demands it which surely simply a matter of time Would you? now yeah well, if i get to play i can't every part i play oh and this character's got a ridiculous haircut you know what if he's a lawyer <coughs> what if he's a you know lollipop lady who's to say would you get a skinhead would you shave your head ever? Jeez, mm, got a skinhead. I'm not sure I'd like the skinhead. I know for a fact that I don't know if I like the shape of my head. That's you never know until you shave your head. What I mean, it looks like. I don't think I'd like the shape of it. I think it might look a bit elephant manny. Bit cashew like. It's not out. like a cashew. The back of it goes out too far. <laughs> the back goes out too far. That's because I'm so bloody clever, mate. That's all information up there. It's like an American football. It's not. What happened to that American football that we had from the Caribbean? Where, where Someone's is that? robbed that. We had, when we, me and Matt Tony Dungy, the coach of the, what were they called? Philadelphia Colts, Super Bowl winning team. He gave us a signed American football. Someone's lot, nicked it. A lot of people are amazed that we touched the so Super Bowl trophy. We ran off with it. I was going to nick yeah, it. The but Super that's Bowl like an amazing thing. To, that's Is like it? touching the World Cup. Nice. I'm planning to do that one day when I'm a big girl. Right, okay, should we listen to this up? But a soul collective. Yes. Why are you called that? I don't know. You it don't. Sounds it sounds good. <laughs> Just call that. Hot Buttered Soul is the name of an Isaac Hayes album, says Mr. No, G. No, Hot Buttered Soul. Yeah, but no, he says that, but you can't say <laughs> the letter D distinguishes you. No, no, no. E-D. Uh, yeah, E-D. E-D. I love you, E-D. E-D, I've got a C-D. Right, right, okay, why don't we listen to the Hot Buttered Soul Collective now, and then me and Matt are going to go on what can only be described as a trip round my house. Yeah? Oh, yeah, good. we're going to go around. You can comment on my lovely Christmas things. Excellent. Remember how nice I am to orphans? Yes. Right. Just Are we allowed we... in your bedroom? Yeah, if you want to look at my bedroom, mate. It's a palace of opulent wonderment, isn't it? That's where the magic happens, your... as they say. You put your things away. What things? What the... My magical things. Whippy, whippy. <laughs> whippy, whippy. <laughs> grippy, grippy. <laughs> slippy, slippy. There's lots of things that rhyme with that. No, my room, it's actually very well designed. I see a Peter Sellers film the other day. It looked exactly like a bedroom out of that. It was Peter Sellers, it was petering out. I like that metal, well, we'll get on to it. <laughs> All right, okay, then, so let's listen to the Hot Bar Soul Collective. What song are you doing? Um, we're going to do a Mariah Carey song. I see you're in charge. <laughs> are, you, are you very much the leader? Yes, of the I'm in charge, I'm not the leader, no. Mm, I like the old Hot Bar Soul Collective. What about you, Matt? Have you picked the one you fancy most yet? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's not looking at me, though. Lionheart! <laughs> Lionheart! <laughs> If he's as late in the bedroom as he is with his thing, it, oh my word, we're in for a hell of a treat from Lionheart. Uh-oh, <laughs> he's getting wound up. Danny O'Leary, everyone! <laughs> 
<laughs> Just remember, one of ours to the hospital. Right, coming in. So uh, let's not see this as adversarial, although that kitchen console is very much forming. I think people should be more mingled. The hot butter soul collector. There's more nipples out then. It's your house. But have some nipples. No have a nipple. Any tea. Have a tea. Where's that bird that's meant to be doing it? Catherine. <laughs> Catherine. Make the hot butter soul collective some bleeding tea. Look at them. They're parched. I've never seen such a parched choir. Lazy cow, isn't she? She's Nick, insomniac Nick's cousin. What's wrong with these people? Right, oh, let's listen to them now. What Mariah Carey song? Um, all I want for Christmas. Hello. Well, I'll tell you what, we've got Mariah Carey-style demands. We've never had such difficult guests. We've had Steven Seagal on the show playing up. God, dear. All sorts of bother's been going on, but we'll tell you that after we've heard this wonderful song from the Hot Bar Soul Collective. Here they are, all I want for Christmas is you. That was the Hot Butter Soul Collective. We're upstairs now, me and Matthew. You do like it up here, you're right. Can everyone hear us? Can we hear each other? Yeah, can you hear us out there in the world of radio? Can you, has anyone responded to that? Yes. Right, Matthew, I yes. guess we've got to operate under the assumption that we're going to be heard, because say we assume that we can't be heard and just don't do anything. Well, I'll just give up. <laughs> no, don't do that. Don't but what if we do something brilliant? And no one ever hears it. Well, I guess they'll put on a track and then the message would come to us quite quickly. Okay. Me and Matt are up in the study of my house, often referred to by me as the brain of the house. You study? Well, well, what do you want to call it then? Middle class man. <laughs> well, it's your drawing it? room. <laughs> the drawing room? I do call that the drawing room. It's just room. the office. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, Until office. that link. <laughs> <laughs> well, I decided to upgrade. I decided to bounce up the old class ladder a few There's, steps. Uh, a teddy bear version of you? Yeah, there is a teddy bear version of me, and of course there is one of Matt that was made as well. Did I say that last week? Like yeah. the, the, there was one made of you, Matthew, but like this, this lady, very kindly fashioned teddy bear effigies of me and Matt, and G, as a matter of fact. And like, the, my one is here in my house, it's, as you might expect, it's got sort of like wild looking hair, black outfit on, and uh, Matt's one, very good as well, sort of long hair and sort of wool and that, and Matt didn't have his one for a while. Matt hasn't still got his. Oh, you still haven't got yours? No. Talking about yourself in the third person now. Oh, you know, I know Mariah. <laughs> right, and then like the, a woman turned up at one of my gigs with that bear and goes, "Oh, I've got Matt Morgan's bear." She shouted, "Not like two thousand people at the gig." She stood up, shouted in the middle, "I've got Matt Morgan's bear! I've got Matt Morgan's bear!" I goes, "Yeah, you better give me that because Matt is deeply concerned that it's being used for voodoo on it." No, it wasn't that it was being used. Well, it's, it's, if there's an effigy of me out there, I want it in my house. Yeah, but you can't use, like, how are the well, rules if someone of... leaves it on a train and then it, someone sets fire to it? Yeah, but it's not gonna, like, I don't see how you think, what mystical force could attach a teddy bear tribute of you to you? Alright, well, let's just experiment with Hold yours. on, careful with him! What are you doing? Not his delicious dinkle! <laughs> throw him out the window. <laughs> no, don't throw him out the window! You can go and get him. Couldn't you have just done some more mildly experimental things with him? You're listening to the Russell Brand Show on Radio 2. Matt Morgan has got an effigy of me. He's about to throw it out of a window. He looks like he's about to do it. Why are you doing that? Whee! Well, actually, I found that rather liberating. Do you feel all right? Yeah, I believe I can fly, in the words of R. Kelly, who I imagine at some point will be covered by the Hot Butter Soul Collective downstairs. What do you think of the Hot Butter Soul? I fancy a few of them. Yeah, very sexy. 
Obviously, Lionheart gets the... Oh, he's oh, number one. Lionheart. Oh, you could be my main man. Oh, Lionheart, I'd like to feel your claws running down my back. You were eating food? Yeah, I thought... I thought we were going to do a tour of your house. All right, then, come in. Right. We're your listening to Russell Brand live on uh, Radio right, so 2. let's give people an insight into Go on, then. Hold on a sec. Before the born supremacy. Hold on, let me give... What a mundane man. <laughs> Hold on, let me give people a catch-up. Don't just wander around. This is still radio. You're listening to Radio 2. If you want to send us an email, send it to russell.brand at bbc.co.uk or you can text us on 8829. One. We're very interested to hear what you feel about us, the Hot Butter Soul Collective, one of whom, well, a couple of whom, are, I'm planning to kidnap them. Let's not let them out now, so at the end of the evening. Let's see if they can hit the high notes when it comes to the bedroom, which you'll be hearing and hearing of on our tour in a minute. Matt Morgan, take us around the house, see what you say, say what you see. Am I allowed to mention anything? Yeah, all right. Don't make me look like a bad. Don't perhaps mention any of, any of my Nazi oh, memorabilia there. Oh, a pile of magazines. <laughs> yeah. Go on, one yes, thing in some... common that he's on the front of all of them, <laughs> including one from a train. <laughs> Hotline, Virgin Trains magazine. That's a very good article by Hotline. Do you know it's one of the best train magazines there is? People <laughs> criticise Hotline, but it's actually Radio very well Times. written. Oh, look, Russell's on the front of words. Oh, I don't have to smash magazine. everything up. I'm not breaking things. Can't look you just put it legally in a pile? Me, front of GQ. Barely yeah. on the cover of GQ. <laughs> I've been squeezed out by Gervais and Mod Stewart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's happened in areas of my life in the past, let me tell you. Russell I won't pay this, even though it's... What's this? This is a cheque that I'm supposed to be paying for, some, paying for some dentistry, which, in my view, has not been correctly conducted. Russell won't pay this, <laughs> even though it says he... It has. What? Well, Matthew... Oh, is this you saying this? I've not written that. That's not my handwriting. You're handwriting. talking about yourself in the third person. I don't write letters about Russell myself. Russell won't pay this. <laughs> Russell's teeth ain't no better. <laughs> Russell don't see the point of paying for that dentistry. Russell's teeth still hurting. Russell pretty angry. Come and walk around my Christmas house. You won't find nothing over there. That's walk just around my Christmas house? Well, look at all these Christmas decorations. Russell's monthly planner here. Have don't... I got news for you? Look at this. <laughs> that is my monthly planner. Remember when I've been on the telly? You've enjoyed that. Remember when you were on Jack Kerouac, Matt? I do remember that. Remember wearing that makeup on Gales? telly? Gales? What's it... that? You put the weather on here. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Sometimes, when you've got a nice hairdo, you need to know if there will be gales <laughs> or snow before leaving the house. Come on, let's go downstairs. Look, just get away from my forbidden dungeon of sexual pleasure and let's get down to the yoga floor. So we floor. come down the stairs, there's photos of him down the stairs. Nice, lovely, look, isn't it, in the house? Look at the yoga floor, sort of spiritual. To himself. This now is a glorious yeah, spiritual space. Spiritual floor, space. Ropes on the Ropes wall. on the wall, obviously. There's some sort of... You... I don't know if that's... Blood or something on those. <laughs> I think you'll find that it's some sort of mucus of joy. Is this a spiritual place or is this a sexual place? There's I've a rubber never floor. Had sex in this room. Why has it got a rubber floor? Because it's good for doing yoga on. I've never had it off in this room. I've never even so much as interfered with myself. When I'm in here, mate, I'm getting in touch with the light of the Lord, feeling God, developing our revolutionary theories that you should be concentrating on instead of swigging down Strongbow like some Don't poor advertise Strongbow. Man, if people want to send me a crate of it for Christmas, don't send him crates. Good if you send him Strongbow. If you see Matt Morgan, instead of giving him a crate of anything, simply stab him with a pin and take him on a little trip down Some memory pane. Lovely Christmas presents here that I won't go into. What do you mean? Yeah. Although no. Maisie Mouse seems to be. <laughs> that is the mouse quite from Backbush. Hold on. Oh, that's melted my heart. Isn't it beautiful? Every little bit of it. Stick it like me. Okay. That's it. You will find it. Glue, glue, that's not glue. It sounds like she says effing little bit. Effing <laughs> <laughs> little bit of it. I love them little bag puss, I want the actual ones. I don't want you? one of them. That better be one of my presents. Hold on, you might get that if you're a good girl for daddy. Be a good girl.
Hill for Uncle Daddy. We're continuing our Christmas tour of the there house. Listen to BBC Radio 2. More this is the Russell Christmas Brand Christmas decorations. Show. Not done by the man who lives here, but forced to be done by a weeping woman. <laughs> that woman was weeping with Christmas joy, I think you'll find. Now, when I'm she just saw my stigmata. Enter Russell Brand's bedroom. Who's smoking a fag? Someone smoked Who's a fag. Who's smoking near here? I can smell a fag. Nick, I bet it's Danny O'Leary, that great big burly lout, smoking a fag. After earlier on, I said that he was really intelligent. What are you right, right? We're now in my this? bedroom, the parlour of a house. Glorious pieces of design everywhere. Beautiful, luxurious bed. Jesus above the bed. Jesus above the bed. Jesus in the bed. Everywhere you look, it's Christ like. He's been sick down himself. <laughs> I've things got, he's seen. I've got a crucifix. Why well, have you the got wall. that? You're not a religious man. I like Jesus. I've always been well into him. I think he's a good fella. That's what, I'm going to surprise you here. What? Is it when you're trying to look? Girls who are possibly religious, back. Look, you might enjoy it. He won't mind. Look, he's up there. Yeah, I hardly think he'd be up on the wall if he was going <laughs> to judge you. Throw your knickers in the bin after. Why is he upside down? <laughs> oh, don't worry about that. He thinks he's at Alton Towers. <laughs> he's having the ride of his What's life. What's this? So are you about to. Diamante Whip. That Diamante Whip was a gift from the good people at NME magazine after my notorious hosting of the awards. Where... Is that a lie? Yeah, no, it's from the NME. After I done, remember when I presented the awards that time. Hello. Don't smell it, Matthew. It's not some knickers in Selfridges. Can I whip you with it? Purportedly buying for some poor aunt. Can I whip you with it? Give us a quick whip if you want. This is the Russell Brand show. It's quite nice. Oh. I do, the thing is with being a little bit, it might just lightly whip me on the bottom. A light whipping, I don't find to be any problem. You can quite enjoy it. And look, if you look on my bedside table, tear-stained is my invitation to Operation Murder at the Morgan family <laughs> home. Costume suggestions. Number one, D. Spence wears a white that's coat, me. white blouse. You're oh, no, D. Spence. No, that's your mum, that's your mum. My mum's number one character. Number two, malpractice. Number three, antiseptic. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, Lance Boyles. Wears a white <laughs> or cream suit with a colourful bow tie and a look of disdain and resentment on his face as he shuffles through a murder mystery, knowing in his heart of hearts that he's neither done the murder or is in any way integrally... Unless I am the murderer, and that's why your mum and dad are giving me the part. They, Do you think? No, because then that's cheating. They don't know. The, that's oh, the point of the evening. Well, right, you work out who the murderer is. Yeah, that's the mystery part of oh the murder. Oh God, I don't Fair think enough. there's ever been anyone there with such an ego. <laughs> Generally, you turn up. You have to turn up in character as soon as you arrive. You're in hello. character. What's your one going to be like? Ah, hello. Well, my mum's going to be like that. Oh, hello. I was going to go. Oh well. <laughs> Perhaps we yeah, we'll be brothers. <laughs> we'll listen to Russell okay, Brand so let's show, have... eighty-eight to ninety-one FM. No, because remember we're wandering around my bedroom. This is still on a national radio station. Don't go in the bedside drawer. Oh dear. There's nothing in there. I'm ashamed of. I don't think. Well, you're not ashamed of much. The stuff you come out with. That's true. Come on, what's in there? Christmas bed. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is you? a list. This is just some. That's just dimmer switches. Dull man, you are. <laughs> Clear out something. Matt, you, could you, why are you being so dreadfully intrusive? Jim. Oh, it's quite interesting. Here, look at this cane given to me by Carl Barat of the Libertines. It's oh, there's a cane. frog here with a little yeah, penis. That's, What's yeah, that there in is. your well, Can't we focus first on this delightful cane before you go on with that? Subject change. <laughs> I'm, I'm not ashamed of the frog, but it'd be nice if there was some sort of linear narrative, not a strong, bowed-up man <laughs> staggering round a house, picking up objects, resentfully eyeing them trying to hint that they should be Christmas gifts. Why don't we hear a little number from the Hot Soul 
Right, Hot Butter Soul Collective. I find that name difficult to remember, but oh, if, I just think of, if I imagine them all covered in hot butter and their souls being slowly withered as I corrupt them, perhaps the, the name will make more sense to me. Let's have, uh, okay, so why don't we, uh, we can't obviously find they can't, out. Can they hear us? Will they be queued Surely up Surely they'll be queued up downstairs. There's no way of a 7-9, but let's hope against hope that the next thing you hear is a beautiful choir. Let's listen now to the Hot Butter Soul Collective. Here they are with some lovely song. There we go. That was the Hot Butter Soul Collective there. We've, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Am I up, for Richard? No. Fantastic. So uh, I think we're going to have a little bit of news. You sometimes think, I wonder what the hell's going on on the planet. I sometimes do. Is there any way of knowing why? Yes, of course there is. There's a little show called The News. I like doing radio shows from my house because I've just able to drift in and out of the lavvy. I was going to the lavvy then. And in fact, that reminds me, this is the thing we'll be talking about after the news. I had an email accusing me of going to the lavvy too often and perhaps having a liver condition. Now, that simply isn't true, and it's something that I'm looking to destroy just as soon as we finish some of the other priorities for the nation on this little show called The News. This is BBC Radio 2, online on digital and on 88 to 91 FM. News! You're listening to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2. We're coming live from my house. Me and Matt are now in the front room. We've wandered off downstairs. It's full of world. It's sort of... A freak show down there, isn't it, really? There's, like, great big Danny O'Leary, his mate, Fat Roy, and I always feel guilty calling him Fat Roy. What? You can't call him that. That's what he called his Fat Roy. You know, when Danny introduced him, he goes, that's Fat Roy, meet Fat Roy. And you have to go, Has Roy ever called himself Fat Roy? Actually, no, he introduced himself to me as Insecure Roy. <laughs> <laughs> terribly guilty about what I've just said. Uh, they're down there, the uh, hot, butter, hot Butter Soul Choir, they're down there as well. Why are you looking Collective. at me? I have trouble like that. Do you remember when we were doing the Kerouac documentary? I couldn't remember anyone's name. You so can't even say Kerouac. What's his name again? Kerouac. Do you remember when we were doing that? Do you remember we were doing a documentary about Caddyshack? <laughs> it was a program about this gopher lives in a putting green, and then suddenly everyone was smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee. It was crazy. Yeah, also down there, there's Leela, my yoga teacher. Who's, she's down there drifting about, being pseudo-spiritual, but knowing her art of arts, that she's a filthy slut. My mum's down there trying to cope with the world. She's doing well, isn't she, my mum, holding yeah. things together? Who made all the tea down there, then? I think it was my mum and Catherine, who's Nick, our insomniac producer cousin. We're here at my house. You listen to BBC Radio 2, 88 to 91 FM. Or you listen to the podcast, still the number one podcast in the country. Number one book in the country. Number one sex person in the country. <laughs> and then there's old Matt, the number one shuffling misanthrope in the country. Are you feeling all right, mate? Yeah, I'm You've got your toes curled up. I know. Why are you curling your toes well, up Well, I'm for? scared of doing anything to your carpet. Oh, no, well, don't spill nothing on it, because this is it's a like nice carpet. It's like walking on your skin. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful, you're leaving into the carpet. There'll be an indentation. Guess who, guess who we can get on this show if we want them? Woman, man who does nanny out of Count Duckula. Man? It's a man who does nanny. I think oh. his name's Brett Sawdust, something like that. Imagine that. So later on, we've got Brett Sawdust, the voice of nanny out of Count Duckula. Oh, you'll get it. Oh, you'll get it, Ducky Poos, from the man. David Jason vehicle, Count Duckula. little world. Before we went into that saucy little news broadcast, which won't be cynical about, because obviously we don't know what was in it, I was talking about... Um, well, we had this email, Matt. See what you think about this. See what you make of this bit of information, Matt Morgan. And those of you at home, you might like to email us or text us, russell.brand at bbc.co.uk or you can text 88 to 91 FM. This is from Sarah or Sarah. You're never quite sure how to pronounce it because Noel Gallagher's girlfriend, her uh, uh, name is spelled S-A-R-A, -A, but you've got to say Sarah. Oh, no. And this one, Sarah, is it Sarah, is it Sarah, potato, potato, tomato, tomato? I mean, what's right, what's wrong, you know? I don't think Sarahs have ever got an H. I think they're always Sarahs. 
Right. What? Sarah's have never got an H. If there's an H, so. it's a Sarah. But if it's S-A-R-A, -A, we don't Could know be, what it is. Yeah. It's a world of mystery. It's a world of intrigue. Dear Russ, says Sarah stroke Sarah. I'm writing to express some concern about your bladder. You had a wee in a bottle when you were doing Live Earth. Then on... I didn't do that, did I? I had a migraine, as I've got no, tonight. you did. You, you did, know, I think, you? in that... in the OB truck. Oh, yeah, I did do a wee in a bottle, yeah. Then on stage in Croydon, you did a wee in a bottle. And then again on the phone to Richard Dawkins, the eminent evolutionary psychologist and atheist. Then on If I Got News For You, you had to get up and go to the toilet. And I saw your gig in Brighton, at which you were very good, and so was Mr G, where you expressed the need to have a wee for about half the show. Is everything okay? Love, Sarah, stroke, Sarah. Yes, everything is I think okay. You're... There's nothing physically wrong with you, medically mm. wrong with you. Yeah. But you are... It's like a little chimpanzee. How's it like a little chimpanzee? Because you have to wee all the time, right? You don't have to wee all the time, little chimpanzee. No, but you have to, like, involve it as, you know, people socially in your wee. <laughs> so instead of going, I'll just go to the toilet, I'll be back in a minute, you go, yeah, I'll wee in a bottle. Right, yeah, make it a big deal. It's like, like a little a, chimp a chimpanzee flinging its feces, is what I mean. But that they do? Yeah. No, then why do you think they're doing that? To involve people? Um, I think... Yeah, I've done a poo, but it's not all about me. You have a little <laughs> lump. Let's scatter it all around like it's a wedding for a dung beetle. I'm not sure why they do it. Probably because they <laughs> feel imprisoned. Maybe that's what you're... You know, you're in, in this cage, this gilded cage. Oh, yeah, the gilded cage where you feel a bit like Elephant Man all the time. Yeah. yeah and that's probably why my head's gone all cashew-shaped, because of this bloody gilded cage. Sent me all... Yeah, so well, the main thing is that I haven't got some sort of problem with my bladder. My bladder's in great nick. But do you know how, like, when people say you've got to drink a lot of water, right, then it constantly gets up? It used to be, didn't it? Oh, drink three cups of water a day. Then it was six. Now, guess what I heard today of the person down my gym, Chris? Six litres. That's not true. How are you going to drink six litres of water in a day? You'd have to have it intravenously. Because in the past, there's no way, unless you lived on a stream... Right. Mean, You'd have to lie have... in that stream with your belly on, on the floor of the stream with your mouth open, absorbing up most of the stream. And what kind of life's that for a man? You wouldn't be able to relax for a second, That's a ridiculous amount of water. Yeah, well, I'm going to try and match it. Now, I do drink quite a lot of water, so I think that might be part of the problem, naturally enough. But, you know, it just... It's food for thought, anyway. Guns and roses, says Brandy. Dear Mr Morgan, says Brandy, I've got a story about guns and roses. A karaoke... This is from some American newspaper. Welcome to the jungle, prompts police call. Karaoke can be scary, but threatening a school cu custodian's impromptu after-hours karaoke performance prompted a police response when a teacher thought she was being threatened over the loudspeaker. State police say the teacher at Boo Free School barricaded herself in the classroom Wednesday when she mistook the singing of Guns N' Roses over the public address system for a threat. She mistook that for a threat. Can't mistake a record for a threat. But who has backing music on a threat? <laughs> yeah. You better get... You better cut your hedges or I'm gonna kick your head in. You just... If you're gonna threaten someone, you don't bother to get a band around the threat, do you? You just do the threat. No. Oi, stop parking in my drive. Welcome to the driveway. It and also, why amplify your threat? Go and tell them. A threat is best muttered into an ear roll, not broadcast over a public address system, is it? Yeah, she's got paranoia. She's paranoid. If you're listening to Guns N' Roses records over a PA system and thinking, oh, my God, I've got not long to live. Especially Welcome to the Jungle. It's actually quite nice, isn't it? Welcome to the Jungle. It's not about... It's about the city, not an actual jungle. Oh, I thought they were just saying, well, 
watch out for the crocodiles, but look at all the flowers. <laughs> it's lovely here. You're going to have the ride of your is life. Is there more information? There must be more than that. Of course there is, but the key thing is, I'm a bit worried about talking about Guns N' Roses, Matt, because whenever you're in proximity to a Guns N' Roses member, your head swells up like a baseball. Why does your head swell up when you're in the presence of a rock god, I do you suppose? Know. It's interesting, isn't it? It's an interesting condition. Anyway, she was working after hours in the building, this teacher. Then she heard someone say over the loudspeaker that she was going to die. That's not in the record. Yeah, it is. Welcome to the jungle. You're going to die. Where does it say that? Because, um, it says, yeah, time to wake up, time to die. Wake up. Well, I'm not getting. Wake up, time to die. I'd just stay in bed, wouldn't you? Wake up, time to die. What's the point in that? Stay in bed, have another hour's sleep. He does it. He goes, You're going to die. Welcome to the jungle. It is time to die. It's not a very nice welcome, is it? Like, if I am, someone welcomes me somewhere, I don't want that immediately be followed by a death threat, or I'm going to say, Well, how sincere was the welcome? The welcome's been completely undermined as it was pursued seconds later by a death threat. Six troopers. And pl- three police dogs showed up. Oh my God. And found three. Ta- it's just six troopers and three police dogs showed up as if they came independently, like they were just wandering minstrel police dogs and troopers. Also, troopers to me mean stormtroopers out of Star Wars. Yeah. Don't it, you? But then stormtroopers are called that because of the Nazis. Nazis, was it? Terrible bunch they were. Let's not encourage any of their antics. They showed up and they found. Uh, Teenagers who had been playing with the public address system. Police say one of them sang Welcome to the Jungle into the microphone. The song contains the lyrics, You're in the jungle, baby, you're gonna die. Well, <laughs> fair enough. The teenagers were cuffed for about 15 minutes while the police were, were cuffed about the head. Cuffed for about 15 minutes. What a preposterous amount of time. That's not a prison sentence. Yeah. Well, do you, like, I wonder what happened. Did they incredible hulk their way out She's of the cuffs? an odd woman that she thought. That the threat inc- included the word baby. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle, baby. It you're gonna die. Hey, baby, you're in a hell of a lot of trouble. You're in a real pickle, baby. <laughs> hey, baby, things don't look good for you, toots. I'm gonna kick you in the muff real square. It's not out of an issue of threat. Who does that, for Christ's sake? It's a ridiculous way to live life. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show. We're live on BBC Radio 2, <laughs> in spite of the fact that it's essentially <laughs> Matt sat in my front room. Matt guzzling down peas like a lunatic. Sharon Edamame, sat next actually. to me. Edamame, Edamame. The, cu- the cu- Strictly Come Dancing final is on our telly. I can't tell what's really happening because I've not been watching it. I know Danny O'Leary's loomed round the door like a shaved grizzly bear and put his thumbs up, so it's obviously someone he was supporting. Danny? Yeah. Who won it? Alicia. Alicia. Do you like Alicia? Very much so. Yeah, Fat Roy ain't upset about me saying Fat Roy, is he? No, he's more than happy. Why is he? I know he's a bit chubby, but you don't mind being called Fat Roy then? He's had it all his life. Right. He's, right has he? So it's, to him, it's water for ducks. Chubby little back. And he got stuck in an easy jet seat. He got stuck in an easy... Other airlines are available, perhaps with bigger seats. He got... That must be embarrassing to be... Well, he had to stand up. What would you mean? For the flight. He had to stay stood for a flight. That's against everything flying stands for, isn't it? To have to stand there and knowing that you were stood there, not because you were a sky mark. Oh, God. Oh, fat Roy's bolding. Roy, may I say how svelte you're looking this evening? Thank you. Welcome to my Christmas home. You're very welcome to be here. Thank you very much. That's not a threat, by the way. Oh, that's OK. Welcome. I wouldn't threaten either of you, you great big lovable oafs. Uh, do you not mind being called Fat Roy? Um, I have no choice. Right. Rotund would be a more polite. And there's alliteration there. Rotund Roy. Rotund Roy's coming round. 
Rotund Roy, Rotund Roy, he's a little chubby fella, he's a lovely fat boy, it's Rotund Roy. Cuddle his tummy and make him kiss you, rub his belly with tack and powder, it's Rotund Roy, Rotund Roy. So, you know, I think that is better. From now on, that's what we'll be calling him on this show. Listen to Russell Brand on BBC Radio 2, sat in my front room with Hope, who is a nine-year-old angelic child. Come, let's have you on to mix things up a little bit. Come over here, darling, you all right? Yeah. Right, is there anything... Right, what's it like being a nine-year-old? I'm fun. It's fun. Why? What happens? Well, mostly I'm an only child, so I get loads of presents. I was an only child. It's all right, isn't it? Do you, don't nod, because you're on radio. You've got to respond. This kid knows nothing about dead air of <laughs> broadcasting. So, what sort of games do you play? Um. What sort of games do you play? Do you make your parents play games with you? No. Why? What do you do? Play on your own? Yeah. What sort of things? Um. Come on, ho. Just like drawing stuff. You just like drawing stuff? Tell me an example of some of the things you've drawn lately. The Mighty Boosh. You've been drawing the Mighty Boosh, have you? One of my chiefest rivals. <laughs> now, you bet that... Oh, I love them boys, actually. Noel Fielding is very much a friend of the show. He's on constantly on this radio show. Draw us a nice picture of the Mighty Boosh. We'll see that they get that picture. Perhaps, if you could, you know, just to add an element... Just of, draw it on the carpet. Just <laughs> draw it in the carpet. In Wee Wee. She's already got one. That's, that's their monkey head. Very nice. That's, a very, that's lovely. Well, we'll make sure they get that. And who knows, perhaps we can get it back to your sign. My mum's wandered in here. Well, so, yeah, have we got a record queued up or are we going to go to the hot... Uh, what? Sorry? The choir. The choir already. Right, down hot in that kitchen. Soul collective. The Hot Butter Soul Collective are warming themselves up for, to give us yet another Christmas hit. Let's, oh, it might not be a Christmas hit because we're up here, Matt. We don't know what they're doing down there. As far as I know, they might just start shouting abuse down the microphone. <laughs> Old Lionheart looked like he were ready to go into a rage last time I saw him. And I want you to remember that the Hot Butter Soul Collective are down there. The men Make are it. just wearing tights, no pants on underneath, <laughs> so all their ghoulies look like little burglars. The women... They're clad in bikinis, saucy bunch. Let's have a listen to them near-nude perverts hitting us with some Christmas wonderment. Here they are, the Hot Butter Soul Collective. Hot Butter Soul Collective! You can never quite tell when they finish. Sometimes they pause for emphasis and effect. This is Russell Brand. You're listening to the Russell Brand Show. It's 88 and 91 FM, BBC Radio 2, the Queen's radio station. I should know I've met her. God, when that woman looked into my eyes, I knew there was a connection. There was something intimate took place. That's why I wrote a very powerful piece in, yes, the Sun newspaper saying about Her Majesty. Did you read that, Matt? No. What's wrong with you? Why don't you read the things I write for? I don't read the Sun newspaper. Fair enough. That's up to you. That is your choice as a man. We have got a very special person on the phone. It's a friend of the show without whom we would all be very much at a loss. It's Noel Gallagher. Hello, Noel. How how are you, mate? You all right? <coughs> Merry Christmas. Right, Coffin. Merry Christmas to you as well. Nice to hear from you. Are you OK? Nice. Nice what to hear from you. Not the other <laughs> way around. <laughs> well, yeah, it is, actually, because it's not nice to hear from you, because you're a miserable, curmudgeonly oh, hater. Hey, hey, hey. I'm, not, I'm fine. How are you? You all right? How's Matt more at the point? He's all right. He's I'm just right. sat moping about. You know when he goes all sulky in teenage? He's a bit like that today. He's in that sort of vibe. <laughs> What's going on over? I didn't, you can never tell he's actually drinking. So, I mean, if he is hungover, it's as a result. I've had one can of cider. I've had one can of cider. <laughs> Dude, Matt is one of them people that when he's drunk, all he goes to you is, I can't believe I've drunk three bottles of vodka and I'm not drunk. That's all he says to you when he's drunk. I can't believe it. I've drunk. I, I, this I is what you do when you were drunk. It was good fun, wasn't it? Yeah, it was good. When you went to Led Zeppelin. That's right, yeah. It sounds to me like an hell of an evening. Yeah, and listen to this, right? Yeah, you might enjoy uh, learning about this. Now, you've got your own Christmas party going on, have you? Is that what you're doing at the moment? Yes, yes. <clears throat> it's winding up. It's winding up. Are you are you drunk yet? I'm. What? Let me, let me choose my calls? words carefully. Yeah. Right. Go on. That'll make a change rather than the usual rants and yeah, incendiary polemical nonsense. Live in it, right? 
yeah, we're live. Yeah, we're live. We, me, we're all in the house. Right. We've got, all right. We've got a choir here. We've got all sorts of people here. I know, it's spooky, isn't it? Isn't it? <laughs> Look at us all coming from our houses. What a magical day. <laughs> yeah, on, listen, anyway, th- hey, by the way, were yeah, you slagging me off in your column in the sun the other day? Yeah, I think I might have used my column in the sun as a, a mouthpiece to yeah. uh, attack you. Why? Uh, no, there's no need for that, Ross. <laughs> it's just because, remember, when I said I'd met Her Majesty the Queen, which I have done, you goes, hey, what are you doing, sucking up to the establishment? No, 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 no. Did I say those words, or did I say I could smell the cheese through the newspaper? Yeah, well, that's probably yeah, right. your own I didn't genitals. Use the word establishment or suck up at all, but you wrote in your little page, little hairdo. <laughs> did, oh, did you see me had a crown on? No, no Gallagher never said that to you. Yeah, well, you said something. You sent me a text message that said something like, uh, "Like, oh, look at you, I can smell the trees coming from." Yeah, it was something along those lines. And I said, "I seem no, to I remember never. you." No, with I never. Tony hey, I watched Blair. your program on Jack Kerouac the other night. Good, isn't it? It was quite good. Hey, what do you mean, quite good? Why have you put a qualifying quiet in front of the good for? Well, you know the because you know the bit where you and Matt are still on the streets and you and you're you're kind of going, oh yeah, but there must be something better than this for all these people. Do you know what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, the revolution, yeah, the revolution, yeah, trying to get out of bed, yeah, the revolution. Yeah, but it's all quite, it's all quite. I find things that are all quite vague, though. Do you know what I mean? That there must be something like what, you know, like. I don't like Jack Kerouac went on his, his his mission across America to find the real America, but don't you find that quite vague? Well, what I'm trying what, to say is I find it quite pointless, but entertaining because Matt was... <laughs> Listen, never mind condemning our programmes as being vague and pointless. The revolution, I'll, I'll polish it up with some policies pretty soon, but I'm not going to be doing that. I'm very much the front man of the revolution. <laughs> Consider what would happen if you allowed Liam to design the ethos of Oasis, what kind of a shambles you'd be in now. I'm be... very much the person up the front of the revolution. I what would Oasis be like? if Liam designed it. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? It'd be purple, where people would be confused, there'd be sporadic and consequential violence. How's the show going tonight? Well, this radio show, yeah, it's been good, we're doing it from my house. It's a bit mad, because me and Matt have been wandering around, right, just talking, and you sort of forget that it's a radio show, because it's it's just just me and Matt wandering around my house. No, there's a bloody great big choir, there's a beatboxer, G's here, there's people assisting my mum's here, yoga teacher, a nine-year-old girl, Fat Roy, or Rotund Roy, as he's been renamed, because he found that hurtful, Big Danny O'Leary, our bit of sexy muscle, heart with a heart tile character, two girls that I met in Selfridges, hmm? You've got all those people in your flat? Yeah, it's not flat. I've got a nice house, haven't I? I've got a nice, it's not a flat. Well, how many bedrooms has it got? Well, then I've turned all the bedrooms into dungeons, but it's got nine dungeons, <laughs> so just to give you some idea of what sort of thing goes on here. Here, listen, listen to this uh, email we've recently received. It's from a person claiming to be called Katie. Hello, Russell, Matt, G, and everyone else in the kitchen. Russell, when is your date with Jerry Halliwell? Uh, there's an update for you, Gallagher. Get that down your neck. You've also, got a date with Jerry Halliwell? Well, it's on the cards, is what I'm saying. Right. Obviously, now it's about to be ruined by you, but it was a possibility until right. about what five seconds ago. For? What would she do that for? Well, I think because I find her interesting and sparky, and she did, because I'm a charismatic torpedo of love, all full of ingenious schemes, like a modern day William Blake, got a notion of power, and a sort of a emotion lake. There you are, that's why. I'm not saying that it would necessarily lead to sex, Noel, but it would almost yeah, certainly lead to... Inv- hey! Some say sex addicts, some say sexy cavalier, huh? Sexy Most addicts. That's... Sex addict, you say sexy cavalier. <laughs> That's right, there is some contention, but nonetheless, there's two voices there, very much at odds with each other, so let's not be polemical here. Jerry Halliwell, that... well, yeah. keep yeah. me informed, won't you? Yeah, I will do, I will, I will, I mean, you know, some How's might that come about, 
Well, I interviewed the Spice Girls. I found them to be very charming. Uh, Victoria, I thought absolutely the lovely. Girls. All of them, nice. What yeah, I interviewed for? them for Radio 2. For Radio 2? I didn't just do it from a scrapbook. It was a professional thing backed by the BBC and licence payers' money and money well spent, if what I may say so. What was your first question to them? Right, girls, how's it going? Who's single? <laughs> Seriously, though, come on, man. What was your first question? Your first real okay, serious question? Right, I goes, uh, what was it, is your uh, reunion motivated by finance or is it what, what, that sort of thing? And they goes, no, actually, we really sort of enjoy being together and all that kind of stuff and it's been fun and we wanted to relive that. Victoria said she wanted her children to see her perform uh, outside of the domestic role that she's been adopting more latterly in her life. That was good. Then I said, um, does the girl power have any real ideology before it or is it just like turtle power or puppy power? Just a <laughs> thing to say, like Scrappy Doo or the Ninja Turtles would say. And uh, they said, no. Know, you know that they think that they do want women to be um, emancipated and have more freedom, stuff like that. So let me tell what? you, it was. They said well, that. They actually said those words. Vague. They are <laughs> mental. <laughs> I like them gals. No, I'm mental. right behind them. Well, they're eccentric, aren't they? Like a lot of performers. Come on. Yeah. But nonetheless, it's the women led to, to be emancipated and have more freedom. That's well, they didn't say. <laughs> they didn't say that specifically. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, are you I? paraphrasing again? Yeah, I'm paraphrasing. They probably just went, I don't know, who cares, like that, and <laughs> gobs on a, on a packet of frazzles. I don't know what happened. No, I was, I was trying to build a romance with Jerry. Now, listen, here we go. Russell, this is from uh, Katie. Russell, when is your date with Jerry Halliwell? We don't know at this stage if there will even be a date in answer to that. Also, how did Matt's date go with the girl from the strip club? Just wanted to say how lovely your mum sounds too. Well, my mum is indeed lovely. So let's focus on the strip club date aspect of this email, where Matt Morgan... Trolls the, the lap dancing clubs with <laughs> Russell hand in hand, monitoring you, monitoring you. How did, has your date with a lap dancer gone? Well, I must say, my lap dancer date has been very romantic. Is I, it still going on? It was, yeah, it's again, it's what it's a, a lot like is perhaps the film Shrek 2, with the two of us discovering an inner beauty <laughs> beyond the facade of ugliness that we present to the world. So, yeah, quite nice. Now, what about your date with a lap dancer? Very pleasant. <laughs> very pleasant? Pleasant, you say? Yeah. What goes on between you? Just went, for, I can't remember what we did the I first can't time. Remember, I can't remember, I can't remember. You'd have know? dragged them off to that heavy metal bar we take people, you're pretty much your Don't back cave. say that. <laughs> well, people won't know what it is. It could be anywhere. It could be in Dorset. It's a rock bar. There you go. It's quite a bit more in Camden, though, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's not. It's in uh, Matt's Soho. Matt's just saying that as a red herring to, to try and distract <laughs> potential. Yeah, she likes it because she normally goes to places, you know, like, what are they called? Those trendy places where footballers go. Strong. Uh, that's, that's called football stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they play their matches there. It's a lot of fun, 11 guys each side. So, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad, Matthew, you seem to have at last found something resembling happiness. I wouldn't say that. No, of course not. I haven't. wouldn't say that either. No, have you ever been to a murder mystery party? No, I don't. No, I'm not. No, I don't get involved in all that nonsense. I'm, I'm pretty much up for, you know, boozing, mm. getting psychedelic, going to yeah. football. Getting psychedelic? How do you get psychedelic? Is that like just hey, putting on a shirt? Ah, oh, there you go. Not endorsing <laughs> drugs, but Radio 2 live. Oh, well, no, so, no, no, uh, I'm not. I'm just saying no, that's no how you get psychedelic. Oh, I suppose, yeah, that is one way of getting psychedelic. You could take some psychedelic drugs. <laughs> or you could just look at a psychedelic poster, simply unwind, relax, <laughs> lively up yourself. No, 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 no. No, but that, that, I'm not into murder mystery parties or anything like that. Because well, nobody actually gets murdered, right? Well, of course not. That wouldn't be a party, would it? <laughs> Depending, I suppose, some yeah. people's houses, murder like mystery party. Huh? It was what? pointless, isn't it? Well, what do you mean it's pointless? What's it the point in your psychedelic... murder, I would give it a bit of an edge, right? 
Well, yeah, a bit too much of an edge. We're sitting around saying, well, it was a lovely evening. What on earth are we going to do about Mark's corpse? I'll be like, you know, it's going to be difficult to relax under those circumstances. Yeah, I well, the rest of it's just like bringing that board game to life, isn't it? Any gathering at which there's been a, a murder is no longer a party, in my view. That has now become a wake. Have you, yeah, Noel, have you seen me in the film St Trinian's, in which I do what can only be described as world-class acting? No, but do you know what? I've, t- tell me this, because yeah. Sarah's bought a couple of copies of your book for, people, for Christmas presents. Yes. Why, why did you change choice. the title? What, why did I? Yeah, why, why did didn't you change I? the title? What's called My Bookie Wook? Because I what thought it was going to be called My Bookie Wook. Is this called My Bookie Wook? Because in Waterstones it's called My Bookie Wook Half Price. <laughs> oh, he's good. <laughs> no Gallagher, yeah, that's good work from him. There he goes. Right on. <laughs> Very so nice. I look forward to hearing that joke for the next ten years just with the three chords arranged differently. Well, the How first time is always the best. Always, <laughs> don't we know it? <laughs> but still, right, it no, continues. Still like a couple of copies Ten of your years book. later, uh, you know, I'll, relatives I'll, of hers. No, I very happily <laughs> relatives of hers. I very happily sign copies of my brilliant bookie book, number one book in the country. There we go. It's a smashing book, half price, number one book in the country. Why is it half price? <laughs> then, if it's a number one book, well, because it's half price. I would have thought. It's a bar- Listen, there's nothing wrong with people getting their hands on a bargain. It's a lost leader. <laughs> That's what they say. They call it a lost leader. That bookie book brings people in the stores. That, do you know what? There's children reading that have never before picked up a book, and they're the ones that are enjoying it most, actually, as a matter of fact, because they've got nothing to compare it to. So let me tell you that that book is a, a massive hit. You could do a lot worse than to pick it up and read it. Why um, ain't you? <clears throat> no, well, like, what do, you do you know what? Because, I kind of, because, because we're kind of mates, right? Mm. I've been in bookshops, and I've kind of thinking, is it... Is it kind of sad to be seen reading a book about your mate kind of thing? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I'm not, I've, kind of, I've, kind of, I've kind of walked past it and thought, oh, I don't really want someone to come up and say, can I just get a quick picture, mate? And he's reading, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exposed. Normally, though, when people ask for a quick picture, you give them short shrift anyway. I've never seen anyone so discourteous to their loyal, beloved fan base. I'm discourteous about saying no, I'd rather not. <laughs> well, I suppose the blunt denial of a simple wish that could bring joy to your fellow man. That's all right. Can I get a quick picture? Uh, well, that's the question, isn't it? Can you? Yeah. No. Is the, is the... Four hours. Like, oh, I just can't. I can't. Oh, no, pr- no, press the big one. Press the big red one. Put another red one. Really hold it down. Hold it down. Yeah, yeah, I'm really sorry about it. And I'll do one. Yeah, I know. But there's me. I'll pose the photos hour after hour. Quite, yeah, quite but often you, taking my top one, off. Hey, now then. I've been Guess I'm making... nearly right. I don't know, 15, 16 years now, so I'm... You know. I know, we've all been very patient. Now, <laughs> what I'm saying is that they're making... The, the bookie work's being made into a film, I'll have you know that. What about that for an exclusive by a respected, brilliant English filmmaker starring as himself... It's going to be called My Bookie Work Straight to DVD, is it? Oh, you're fucking my DVD, 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 DVD. <laughs> it's going to be called My Bookie Work, the film. My, yeah? My, my filmy will, straight to DVD. My... <laughs> you're a cruel, cold, manipulative, vicious. I know, but this is my. Sarah keeps saying that to me. She says, why are, you, why are you always giving it to him when you get on the bed? I said, he loves it. <laughs> he loves it. We do our proper respectful chatting on the telephone, don't we? We go, so have you been? Well, she been all right? Yeah, how, how yeah. explicit can I be? Well,. Just put it as you want. You know, we do all that on the fo- off air, don't we? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's nice to not. It's like where me and me and Matt do our psychedelic yeah. stuff off air. You know, whereas on air yeah. we're quite respectful to each other. But and by psychedelic stuff, you mean the two of you <laughs> on a on a rug kissing, <laughs> smearing yeah, body paints. 
just recall you the, the Led Zeppelin gig just being... Yeah, I did hear that you held hands at the Led Zeppelin gig. I, well, I gig got him and... into the after show by saying that he was my boyfriend, and the guy that got us in didn't even bat an eyelid. He went, well, him? All right, here you go. <laughs> Always saw that coming. I say, uh, that's because we as a nation are just waiting for you to come out, which <laughs> reminds me of my new item, gay, which we will be doing a bit of later. If you are gay, or even if you ain't gay, but have got a gay-related issue, I can help you with that. Perhaps Noel could bring... Have we got our jingle for gay? Because he's got a very good jingle. Noel, perhaps you could stay on the line now that you've come out finally as a gay and uh, help our gay listeners with their very gay problems. But firstly, to establish that the item is happening, here's a jingle. Hello, welcome to my new item, Gay. Uh, this is from Sam Jones, claims to be from Rutland. I was take, talking with my friends in the sixth form and I was shocked to find out that a lot of them assume I'm gay or bisexual because I make jokes about being gay. I wouldn't mind if I were gay or bisexual, but I'm not, so it presents a bit of a paradox. I don't want to change the way I behave because of other people's opinions, yet at the same time I don't want to be viewed negatively or risk lynchings or pin-pinning. I wondered if you've ever experienced this situation, Russell, or especially you, Matt and Noel, who come across as such gays. I I would ask Matt, but I suspect him of being entirely gay, so his advice would be biased. That's from Sam Jones Rutland. Well, I would say that if anyone wants to pin-pin you solely on the basis of you being gay, give them the pin-pin of their life. Gayness is a glorious gift from God. And as for lynching, I think them days are long behind us. Celebrate your gayness. Although you're not gay, become gay. It'll make the whole thing easier to resolve. Noel, have you got any gay advice? <coughs> Just enjoy it while it lasts. Yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's pretty much your advice to everyone on every topic, isn't it? Enjoy well, it's a while it lasts. Yeah, I don't think I just noticed one of the Hot Soul Collective moving over to my birds. Oi, <laughs> oi, Lineart, get away from my birds! Have you got an actual girlfriend? What? Have you got an actual girlfriend? girlfriend is now. a powerful a word. One, a real one. Of course I haven't. Don't be absurd. It's what do you mean by birds? Then you've not got like a parrot in there, have you? Uh, no, I just got, you know, sort of lady companions. Your escort for this evening. Very much that, my escort for this evening. Although she isn't an escort, I'm keen to stress. And I, I don't believe Brian? so. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> he seems quite upbeat about something. Seems I've never seen him so excitable. OK, Noel, unless you've got something to contribute to this glorious race. Well, they're still talking, even though we've, like, I've, <laughs> I've, I've buttonholed him on the issue. Get off my birds. Play with your choir. Come on, for Christ's sake. I don't know what's wrong with these people. Right, they, they keep mooching over at my salt. Lionheart, he turns up here late. I've, I've never seen behaviour quite like it. Mr G tells me he's got form in that area for constant lateness. And, then, and this goes on now, this sort of business. I wouldn't mind, he's not even properly in the choir. He's the beatboxer of the choir, whose full-time job is essentially stuttering. That's what, they, they passing that off as a living. Now, Danny's over the interview with the incredible instincts that have made him so highly prized to the team. OK, so, uh, right, Noel, my darling man, have you, got, have you got any other welcome additions to our radio show? No. Are you going to go back to your psychedelia? Going back to my party where I was in mid-flow there, I was kissing someone goodbye. Well, lovely. You got back to... You shouldn't be in mid-flow while kissing. Go, uh, do have a lovely evening. Give my love to uh, Sarah, and uh, hopefully I shall see you over the Christmas period. I'll give you period. a enjoy that enormously. Happy Christmas, Matt. Yeah, yeah, give him a kiss. Happy Christmas, Noel. Happy, Happy Christmas. Christmas. Is, Happy Christmas. He said that like resentfully to me, didn't he? It's everybody it's our in Christmas. the studio. Ah, oh, no, he's saying happy Christmas to everyone, although a lot of them ain't got cans. There he goes, Noel Gallagher there, perhaps this show's longest and most noble friend. God bless him for that. So, should we, what are we going to listen to now? Take a bit more Christmas CD? It's a random CD that was on top of the CD player. Well, it could be anything. I think it's by Jeffrey Lewis. All right, stick that on. Jeffrey Lewis, anything. he's a talented it's man, a bang him on. Let's take that risk. Here he is, Jeffrey Lewis. We don't know what it is, but we know it's Christmas. That was Noel Gallagher, listen to Russell Brown on BBC Radio 2. 
That was Jeffrey Lewis. We don't know what it's called because Matt says it's a random CD. Perhaps you can tell by looking at it. Can you? Meanwhile, uh, you're listening to Russell End Brand. result. End result. There you go, by Jeffrey Lewis. It was all right. I enjoyed it. It seemed yeah, quite, quite an nice. upbeat, nice message, wasn't it? So Christmas Day. Okay, it was Christmassy. Had a very positive message, I think. Goodwill. Yes. You're right, mate. Just saw you go over there and separate people. It's all fun at Russell's house. Right, okay, don't come over. Don't talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Various societies organised in when certain a, ways. When a human beatboxer talks to some women I like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Matthew, you don't get to this position in life by tolerating nonsense from human beatboxers. If I'd bowed down and taken it from every human beatboxer that's come my way, killer Keller, I put up with a lot of his rubbish for a little while, but then he popped with one too many syllables near what I can only describe as my ladies, you know, and then it got, it got rough and tumble, I've got to say it. We've got some lovely emails here. This one's from Joe Haddo, and he's talking about the issue that's been gripping all of us here in my house today. Why is Fat Roy so abusively named when I'd call him Twinkle-Eyed Roy because he's got a lovely, <laughs> lovely set of peepers on him. He, uh, but actually what his suggestion has been, dear old Joe Haddo. Joe Haddo's a weird name, eh? Joe Haddo. What? Joe Haddo. I don't what? know, it just makes me think of Joe Shadow, a type of fisherman coming alive, sort of an amphibious creature. Joe Haddo. That's what just makes me think of that. Or a type of a sauce that you might get with sushi. Would you like some Joe Haddo, sir? <laughs> For a snappier nickname, why don't you call Fat Roy Roy Tund? Right, like Rotan, yeah. Okay, would yeah. you like that? You look a little bit offended by the very suggestion. I suggest, says, well, we're going to be calling you Rotan for a bit, and if you react violently, because let's that's, that's not shy away from it, that Rotan or Fat Roy, call him what you will, looks like a man who could handle himself in a fight situation. Why have you got two guards here? I just... Well, Danny... Danny... Danny has crossed over the friendship moat. Danny initially was there at book signings to, to control book signings what can only be described as brutish efficiency. <laughs> All right, you've had that. And also, quite often, when, when people lean over to a photo, Danny will go... Like that, and I go, don't do that, Danny. That embarrasses people. Sorry, Russell, can't help it, can't help it. And then he'll do it up to 90 times a day. <laughs> Never tires of doing that when people are off, and it's like sort of like quite delicate-looking women or, or elderly ladies. <laughs> and it's Danny, like mercilessly a human whoopee cushion, which, you know, I'm not undermining Lionheart's job, but Danny there, whose <laughs> 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 <is> priority, <laughs> you know, what can I tell you? I've got an email here. An email here from Dr. Angela Nayan, she's calling herself. I suggest you read today's British Medical Journal. You'll see that it is a myth that drinking extra water in addition to normal intake is healthy. In fact, it can be lethal. Water's oh, dangerous now. What, who do we believe? One side they're saying drink six litres, the other side they're saying it could destroy your life. What's all that about, Matt? What's that all about? Do you know what else? I was just talking to Lionheart over there when I was just warm. warm just went off. over, just randomly just a spoke chat to him. To Lionheart. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I mean, guess what he told me? That Westwood, another dear friend of the show, had cause to rinse him live on air. Not only because of poor punctuality. Rinse him? Rinse him. That's not my words. Lionheart. <laughs> <laughs> but what I, t I believe it's a slang meaning wash genitals in a sink. Right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I took that to mean. Give, give him a lovely rinse, then a little bit of talc. <laughs> just to finish it off. <laughs> you know, and who would have thought that? Tim Westwood for rinse him for what? I don't know what he rinsed him for. What did Westwood rinse you for, Lionheart? <laughs> that was his answer there. <laughs> <laughs> 
he expresses himself only through pops and squeaks, really. It's very much like a, a native Kenyan accent of whistles, shrieks. I don't what else are you going to bring? Come over here, darling. Let's have your... And let's get a proper answer. To, here he goes. Right. Lion art. So, this isn't fair, man. <laughs> I think it's because it's called the Hot no, Soul Butter Collective... And you've got an identity outside that. So I thought, hello, he's very much Diana Ross and the Supremes. Or like, you know, he's singled himself out from the rest of them. I didn't even know it was going to be like that. But, yeah, I don't know what it is about you disc jockeys that just draw you to rinsing. What, what was Westwood's problem? How did you upset him? Because he's a very level-headed gentleman. I actually didn't do it. I think he was, like, he was in the middle of rinsing Harvey over something. And, um, he's rinsing Harvey. In a show called Daddy Cool, like, if um, people seen it on, in the Shaftesbury when it was out last year... Um, Daddy cool in the shaft, basically, Are you a rent boy? Basically. <laughs> basically. I've got basically. a daddy cool in my shaft, I hope you wore a condom. <laughs> my shaft wow. still dripping with daddy cool. Wow. All right. Basically, at the end of this, at the end of this musical, yeah. like, um, there's, a, there's a little um, P-take end at the end where everyone kind of dresses up in, like, 70s, like, disco stuff. Yeah. And um, I actually took part, learned the choreography and, you know, joined in the whole mic take. And... Yeah. Um, and um, they actually kept this on the quiet, on the D-Lo. Yeah. Westwood speaks to Harvey and he's just like, Harv, yeah, so you wearing any tights in the show? And Harv's like, nah, but ask Lionheart. And it was just Did like, you wear tights? It was just like, wow. It's no, interesting, that's another thing we I mentioned upstairs, that they were wearing tights. Uh, well, I look good, though. You look good in I look tights? Good, yeah. I just wish we had I longer left on the show because I'll get my mum to take her tights off, pop them, <laughs> pop them on you, get you all doled up. <laughs> I bet he'd look delicious. See if he resembles a lion in other areas, you know. Just kind of similar to the tights you're wearing. Hey, now these are... Oh, hello. Oh, this is like a mile. Oh, I like this. Oh, this is exciting. Where's it all going to lead to? Right, Lionheart, you have been an exemplary singer and member of the choir. How much long have we got on the show? We've got ten minutes. Should we get another number out of the Hot Bar Soul Collective? And then we've got Mr G's poem to some rise Matt Morgan might make some sort of sulky addition to the show <laughs> perhaps to point out one of my em embarrassing social jars yes dear could you like um, just inform the public about the lateness thing and I'll pride myself alright just to say the <laughs> Lionheart <laughs> who do you think there's this phobia about this thing called BPT black people time yeah? <laughs> and, 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 that's and, racism I'd right. know no, it anywhere no I'm real I'm real okay. apparently and it's not true it's not true. Hold on, so you're, you're saying that you're not late and uh, black people in general no, are not they late? Should, they shouldn't just put us in a category like that. It's not fair. It's like, no. take one down and take it over. <laughs> no. no, I don't think that's fair. Uh, that, hold on, I think, I think just she's really got a lot to say. But I noticed that none of the other black people story. here have been accused of being late, have they? There's, there's another, I don't know, six black people in this room. No one else has been accused of being late. It is only Lionheart that is just, I don't think that this I, is I black people time. <laughs> and I'm Matt right. is... I've never seen a whiter man than Matt Morgan. He never turns up anywhere on time. And when he does, he ain't done bugger all. You're a more lazy individual you're never likely to meet. G, on the other hand, you're a black gentleman. I've never known you to be late for anything. They set that cue there. <laughs> Other than that, actually, this, this fear is gaining weight. Hang on a minute. Okay, so right, let's hear one more number out of this choir. And uh, backed, of course, by Lionheart, who's still very much part of the collective, but I, I do understand he travels in his own car with what he terms as his bitches, but we later found out they were his aunties. Let's listen to the Hot Butter Soul Collective. Here they go.
understood this medium. Do a song! Right, here they go. This is it. I must Featuring Lionheart. <laughs> Featuring Lionheart. May I say, he has put on my mum's tights now, and uh, I've never found him more attractive. There they go! That was the Hot Butter Soul Collective. They've made our Christmas. They've come round here. They've brought all sorts of festive joy. It's been beautiful all on the mic, not an instrument in sight. Beautifully backed there by Lionheart, who, may I say, is probably one of the most nicely dressed beatboxers I've ever come across. And he's, he's genuinely not wearing tights. So uh, if you want to learn more about him, why don't you then, by looking at www. No one really needs to say www. because that's assumed, right? Plus, World Wide Web is less syllables than www. So why, why, why have we not got down with that bit of obvious information? Hotbuttersoul.com. Have a look at hotbuttersoul.com, then you can have a look at the people that have been singing. Pay particular attention to a young man I like to know as Lionheart. Oh, he probably didn't hand his photo in in time, so he probably won't be on the website. <laughs> and if you're interested in booking them, have a look at... Uh, talk to Breck Martham, he's their manager. I can personally recommend them. They've been wonderful on this show. They've certainly made it. Now, to summarise this fantastic Christmas show, it's Poet Laureate of the Russell Brown Show. It's Mr G. Please welcome Woo! him from Atmosphere. Oh. This poem is called A Picture of Hope. "'Twas the night before the night before the night before Christmas. Russ and Matt attacked the stores excited for their special wish list. Up merrily on high where ding chases dong. We three kings seeking to reverse ping pin, but then again I could be wrong. So come all ye faithful and help yourselves to a plateful or Matt's murder mystery where Sidey gets killed by the crateful. So grateful are we that our soul is completely hot buttered and lion hearts on time as he flirtatiously flutters. Amidst the clutter of the brand tower we bring you this Christmas show with bears whips and frogs aroused and Roy Tun down below. So rest ye merry gentlemen while Hope's picture unfurls. Put a wee message in a bottle and bring joy to the world. Mr. Lee! He makes it up during the show! There he goes! This is live on Radio 2, coming from Russell Brand's actual house. What a wonderful show it's been. Thanks for listening. What's the duration? How long have we got to talk? We've got four minutes of talking. I peaked too soon. I'm the very opposite of Lionheart. I'm too early, he's too late. But together, we're like Jack Spratt and his wife. We lick the platter clean. That didn't literally happen. Matthew, have you enjoyed the show this evening? Yes, here? it's lovely to be around your house. Do you like it here, Randy? You're always yeah. round here. I know, it's nice though. It's, it's I've clear, never slept it? here, actually. Why don't you sleep here more often? I've never been invited. Come round, stop Why over the night. Sleep? There's only one bed. My bed with me. <laughs> Although there was that terrible time when there used to be someone between us, but that person got up and went away. It was a girl person, and then I accidentally, because of drugs, did grope your bottom a little bit. I only to hear Matt go, <laughs> I make a sort of the kind of noise actually that Lionheart would try and pass off as an album. So there we go. Uh, it's been a wonderful Christmas show. Mr. G, have you enjoyed yourself? Yeah, it's been really good, yeah. It's been, been fantastic. Yeah, I'm looking forward to my present. Yeah, well, oh, I've got you good presents, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to enjoy this Leonardo da Vinci-inspired gift. <laughs> right, Sharon Smith, you're here. You've not said anything on the radio yet. Do you want to contribute? Have you got any... Yeah, I'll give people style tips for Christmas. Oh, Go on, do a style tip. Oh, Really, really warm, cosy pajamas, and lovely, really fluffy socks, and watch lots of black and white movies. Yeah, woo! -hoo! What a lovely style tip from Sharon Smith. Do wear the Danny. Danny, have you got any fighting tips? <laughs> Say you were getting a Christmas fight with a yobbo or something. What would you do? Go on, Dan. Don't be shy. You great, big, beautiful brute. 
Oh, hello, Danny oh, O'Leary is now coming towards us. Hope, a tiny child, he's nearly crashed underfoot. <laughs> Danny, any Christmas tips? Well, Danny, don't be silent, the bleeding radio. Yeah, no noticed. real genuine ones. I mean, actually, you are quite friendly. Other than when you do them fart noises that embarrass people, you've been very professional and I've really enjoyed getting to know you, Danny. Not just as a friend, but as a lover. <laughs> <laughs> the feel the caress of your mighty palms over my nimble bottom. It's really lifted the year for me. Mum, have you got any little Christmas messages for anyone? Oh, ma, have a lovely Christmas. You stupid cow! You've balls up the whole of Christmas! Roy Tund, any messages to add for the people of Great Britain? Her Majesty the Queen, I happen to know, is a very great fan of this show. What would you like to say? Christmas is a time for feasting, um, and hopefully that will feel for me and nobody else. Nothing like that. For God's sake, have a salad, you big brutes. He's a gorgeous character. I wouldn't change a thing about any of these people. Well, one minute left to go. I can do this all night. This is literally me doing my job in my house. Why don't you read the, that quote? All right, which quote, Matthew? After that. After swine. What, my own quote? Oh. All right, this is from the book by uh, Dave Stone, Russell Brand, Mad, Bad and Dangerous to Know. Not as good as my bookie book, a brilliant, top-selling hot potato of a book. Here we go, this is from uh, Dave's book. Britain hadn't heard of Russell Brand in the first half of 1975. How could it? He hadn't even been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's true of everybody. What a ridiculous... It carries on. This is really inappropriate writing. What Britain did know about was the IRA. <laughs> Why is it doing a connection between those two things? You're the antidote to that. In many ways, I've bought peace everywhere. It does <gasps> say that. What? I've bought peace? A little IRA bombs, Bader Mainhoff, the National Front and the Cambridge Rapist. It was pretty dark grim stuff. Then on Wednesday, 4th of June, a bundle of fun popped out into this fun-free zone. <laughs> <laughs> a comedian was born. His parents, Barbara, Babs for short, that's everyone called Babs, Ron Brand, named him Russell Edward Brand. So even as the Cold War rumbled on and Liz Taylor and Richard Byrne considered another remarriage in their interminable are-they-or-aren't-they relationship, the world got just a little bit brighter. Uh. And that flame continues to burn! It burns for all of you this Christmas. May I wish you actual love? Whatever your religious denomination is, you know, it could be anything. I ain't bothered. Christmas for me just means, you know, I suppose, Matt, Christmas is all about togetherness. And, well, this must be our 11th Christmas together, must it? Do you reckon? I don't know. We've known each other for ages. Well, what I'm trying to say is I'm sick of the sight of you. Yeah. That's, what, that's what it boils down to, basically. Hope you've enjoyed this fantastic show live from my actual house. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. You've listened to that. Matt Morgan is now swilling down booze, knowing that his professional obligations are over obligations that he has scant regard for even at nine o'clock when the show Come begins on, you are doing a show from your own house <laughs> is that the wrong attitude thank You've you changed. noel gallagher for your yes yes i suppose so thanks noel for your lovely contribution he's brightened up the world as well hope well done you were very good you wanted to say the name of jimmy jet there you are jimmy jet that name has now been said on the radio show thank you everyone for listening thank you very much to the hot soul butter Woo! collective there they are livening up all of our christmas what a wonderful and unified world it is. Now I think it's time to see what the hell else is going on on this dirty little circle on a little show we like to call... Hold on a minute. No, there's that bit I have to do that I always forget. This is BBC Radio 2, online, on digital, and on 88 to 91 FM. Here is some news. Boy, what have you read? Boy, boy!